Ladies and gentlemen, you have a date with destiny. If you are anywhere near the San Antonio area during PAX South weekend, January 28th, Saturday at 4 p.m., your date is with two fellas named Anthony and Jeff. What we're saying is we're doing live episodes date. of the show at yeah. PAX South Dressing your Saturday at 4 p.m. in the Cactus Theater. This is not a romantic thing. Yeah. Bring roses. We're doing don't bring roses. Yeah. This is just an episode. We're doing multiple episodes of the show. Champagne. We'll have merch to, to, to sell. Smooches. Uh, cool new stuff. Uh, there will be no smooching of any kind. crazy diaper wearing idiot might just be the secret to this commercial success thank god this diaper wearing idiot is a father <laughs> this is we have concerns hi jeff canada hi anthony carboni hello concerned citizens jeff that's my name don't You're worry getting to be known affectionately on the internet as vr jeff that's right i am a enthusiast you I are a vr and vr love you did uh you got s- all three headsets you spend a lot of time in the ver i do uh you enjoy the ver. I you are love a, the ver. You are a big uh, proponent of the ver. Proselytizing about the ver, getting people to try the ver. Can I ask you something? Please. We got a story by Matt2134 on mm. the subreddit. Thanks for sending this in, Matt. Mm-hmm. That's actually a pretty low number of Matt. Yeah. I mean, for the number of Matts that I think yeah. there are in the world. Good on you. This guy, historically, he can't possibly be that early. No way. I mean, this just He'd have to be hundreds of years old. <laughs> Maybe he is. If not thousands. Immortal Matt, the Highlander, <laughs> sent this into us. And it's a story about feelings of disassociation and depression that come along uh, with VR. Specifically what? a post-VR session. Oh, because the real world is so much less fun than Ver. Because the real world... Is Garbo. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's a mix of two different things, according to this article. Number one is- How rad VR is. Is Yeah, the real world's kind of Garbo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and if you've got like a good VR rig and you put it on and you're like, here I am in a magical world. And of, I've got bows and arrows. I'm, a, I'm riding a dinosaur and I'm a wizard I and I'm flying. Fly. And because that's ba- like VR right now is just everybody throwing in everything and seeing what sticks. And yeah. it's like, what are all the things you've ever wanted to yeah. do? Here, let's just let's see if it works. Look down and see cybernetic arms. Yeah, Look, yeah, you got, you can do it. What whatever do you, you want. want. Set yourself on fire. Sure, do it. Uh, and so then people come out of long VR sessions, and they just feel like a little, like, a little oh, bummed gotta, about the real gotta, world. Got to take the trash out. Maybe the sky's yeah. not as blue. Uh, maybe your, maybe your boots aren't as jet boot. Oh. Maybe your hands don't fire lasers. What? At least not the way they do in VR. This is like in not, a boring everyday hand laser yeah, way. Just, just a standard I need, pew pew. I need new hand lasers. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand that. VR is a wonderful place. It's that sense of presence, right? When when your brain is really convinced that you're in a new place, and granted, VR, you know, it's in its early days still. You're not gonna it's not gonna be photorealistic or one to one, but there, that sense of presence is profound. You do feel like you're there looking at a thing. There's a lot of, you know, test your fear of heights because you're on a ledge. Those things are really transportive. You do feel like you're on a ledge looking out over a city skyline. Kind of. I don't know if I get as connected as you do. I don't know. Hmm. I do. I do definitely feel there are moments of like. There are definitely some moments of awe, but I think for me. 
I don't know. It's not you play Batman VR. It's not really like being Batman. It's like being a guy awkwardly controlling Batman oh, from an I inside disagree. perspective. I, I, f- I feel like the thing that VR ha- has gotten to that we have always wanted is is not feeling like a puppeteer. Mm-hmm. I mean, every video game I've ever played, pretty much, is I'm a puppeteer of a, of a guy rather than being that guy, rather than just moving naturally. And we're finally approaching moving naturally. For example. Uh, I don't know if you've played uh, uh, VR Sports Challenge, but that it sounds ridiculous, but it's so good. There's a basketball mini game in VR Sports Challenge where you can give an alley oop to yourself. Do you have the basketball? It's all first person. You're holding the basketball with the Oculus Touch controllers. You throw the basketball at a, a basketball player who's who's cutting toward the hoop. That basketball player leaps into the air. Then your perspective shoots, transports over into his perspective. And it's in slow motion and you're gliding in into the air, flying through the air like Michael Jordan. You reach out with your actual hands, you catch the ball, and you dunk it into the hoop. And then after you after you you make the dunk, you everybody comes running out. The crowd comes running out, and they're all you. And you just make out with you. Yeah. And like you're just you're just like congratulating yourself. And Finally. and like the whole crowd's like, all the bad feelings we've ever had about ourselves are wrong. Finally. Everything's fine and we can like we can make out. You're the best person. Oh, God. Don't let anybody say anything bad about you. You're wonderful. It's the best. Donald Trump spends eighty hours a week <laughs> just in just, that in VR sports challenge. You just and then you wake up the next day covered in your own jism and saliva yeah. and you're just the happiest person ever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I feel this sort of like disappointment and disconnect. And I think it might be because VR isn't in a place yet where I genuinely do feel like I'm in another place. Like it's mm-hmm. not quite there yet. Okay. Right now it still feels like, oh, cool. Like 3D video game when I look around, it's like, you know what I mean? Like it's good and yeah. I like it and it's definitely different than playing a regular video game, but I don't feel like I'm in a mystical dungeon of wonders. Uh, I do feel like I am in a reasonable digital facsimile of, of a wonders. mystical dungeon of one. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm clearly still carrying wands and in a game and stuff. But what's interesting is uh, some people feel the same way I do about VR, but they still feel this disassociation and depression. Mm. And it's connected to something that is called derealization, depersonalization, DPDR. Mm. This is something that I've happens to people. DPDR videos. The DPDR videos. Filthy. Like, Filthy. listen. Disgusting. But at the same time, like, we're not here to kink shame. No. I will wake up in a pool of my own jism and saliva every time. <laughs> every time I watch one of those DPDR videos. Uh, DPDR is uh, a function of, of feeling removed from reality and disassociated with your own senses and body but that kind of comes from the vestibular system and it's mostly in like PTSD, stress oh, disorders, wow. things like that. But- I mean, it's also yeah, maybe it's also good, but it's also a relative of motion sickness. Ah, so what I feel when I come out of VR is closer to the physical things that they're talking about here, which is like sort of a lightheadedness and and like a little bit of a dizziness and a feeling like I'm not as connected to the regular world. I yeah. think I told you like the first day I got PlayStation VR, I have the PlayStation VR and the Vive, and the first headset I used for a long period of time was the PSVR. And after I was done with it, I came out and I felt kind of like, kind of like floating a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that sort of post treadmill thing where I was walking too fast and right. I was in the shower and I was doing this thing where I was like, I kept leaning my head towards the tile and away from the tile, like 
just like this doesn't feel real. Is this moving right? Yeah. Does this? And you were still in the matrix. And I was still in the matrix. Something yeah. felt off. Yeah. Um. And I think it's a mix of this sort of people want to be wizards, right? And VR lets you be a wizard, and then this sort of vestibular thing that's going on, where it connects together to make something that can actually be like it's reported by thousands of people. Like it's, it's considered like a serious side effect of VR in some circles. I feel like you're fear mongering a little bit. This is not, this is not research circles. This is like some dudes on the internet. This is like, uh, yeah, but it's, it's like the vive user subreddit. It's like, well, these are people who are in it all the time. And they're like, this feels, I'm feeling weird. Yeah. I'll buy that. But what, what if over the next five years, what if over the next five years, you just don't take it off. I just never take it just off. Just never Everything take it off. Everything gets better that way. Let me tell you something. you're a wizard. There's a little movie that nobody saw called Surrogates. Think about it. That's a great comic book, too. Think about uh, it. The, uh, yeah, I mean, Ready Player One, Surrogates, these are, these are the futures, but what if we're actually going to be able to adapt to this to, this, to the point where we do disassociate our physical body from our mental body? That being in the virtual world, I mean, if the if technology improves to the point where it's indistinguishable between real world and virtual world. Which it eventually will. Yeah, we're ways off That's from that. That's what technology but, does. Right. Will you get to the point where, you know, I'm, am I the man dreaming of a butterfly or am I the butterfly dreaming of a man? Are you going to get to the point where you can, we can have the, this inner life that is fundamentally disconnected from the specific reality that it's in at any given time that you can be in a number of realities at the same time. And that's okay. Yeah, maybe I think right now there's a lot of, um, we're very worried about people getting really into VR because it's like, dude, that's not real life. Your job isn't there. Your family isn't there. You're not really doing anything. You're sitting with your head in a box all day. But like, if we do get to a point where everybody's sitting with their head in a box all day, it's scary and bad and dystopian. Unless you're the people sitting with your head in the box all day and you're having fun, right? Then is it bad? I don't know. Well, that's the blue pill, red that's pill question, spooky. right? Is do you stay in the matrix and be blissfully unaware and happy, just joyous about the world that is that is virtual, or do you take the other pill and wake up and realize everything's fucked, but everybody is opiated and happy? I kind of feel like I stay in the matrix, dude. Yeah. I feel like I would not have done that. That was my fundamental problem with the matrix is like, I was watching the matrix and it was like, Hey man, you can just take the, take the blue pill and just like keep going on your life. And it's like, Oh, my life's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, Keanu's life wasn't great in that movie when he started, but I feel like I'm pretty happy. Like I got a good thing going. It wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible. It was a life of his own choosing. Right. That's the thing. Neo's life in the, in the beginning was like, I'm going to be a hacker. He was in a shitty little sit, apartment, I'm gonna sit, though. I'm going to sit in the dark and hack, because that's what I want to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Remember those hey, man, blinds in his apartment? Those, Neo, those blinds were, like, really Neo shitty. Neo could have pulled himself up by his own fucking bootstraps <laughs> at any time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That dude chose that life. Yeah. He's a taker. He's a taker is what that guy is. <laughs> took the pill. He took, he's, he's like, oh, oh, you don't like that the squids are providing for you? That's what this- that The squids the, are providing everything you need. That's what that that's movie not cool. is. It's a metaphor. They, they, he literally gave them free health care. He handed them two pills. <laughs> and he said, we're going to provide you with your medication right now You're for gonna be, free. It's going to be so good. All you got to do is be a taker and take it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, everybody jump into VR while we still can. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. That's all this stuff is kind of lofty sci-fi futurist like thinking. Do you? Which? Which? I don't know if we're gonna get there in my lifetime or yours. I was just gonna. What? We have different lifetimes. I mean, you're gonna be dead much sooner than I am because you're much older. Uh, that's exactly the question I was gonna ask you. Do you think how much older? You are than me, and how how much longer I'm going to no, live than you? I know that you are much older than no, me. It's not, and true. you, are, I'm going to live like a real, real long time. <laughs> Do you think that within our lifetime, will it will it break your heart, Jeff? Will you die if, if you die? And but I, because I'm so much younger, am still alive when they come up with immortality. Will you be like that? I'll pour one out for you. That what's that uh, Ben Fold song where the, the your guy son dies? and I will visit your grave once. <laughs> Once. Wait, what are you hanging out with my son for? Because he's younger and cooler than you. Oh, damn it! And I'm immortal now. <laughs> Wait, how did you? Be- I don't. I missed the. Part you die. Be- oh, and you. And then they figure out how to do immortality right after I die. No, I mean there's a vast number of decades between our ages, <laughs> Jeff. There's a huge gulf of time between when you die and oh, when I die. Okay, right. And in that time, they probably figure twenty, out thirty years. <laughs> you and my son <laughs> are hanging out and like. High-fiving all the time. And yeah, 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 yeah. Being the coolest. Being the coolest. Yeah. And we go to your grave once. All right. Well, I'll take, I'll take it. Yeah. As as does, that, fun- does that bum you out, though? <laughs> that version of the, of the future? Aaron's still alive, too. We hang out Wait, all the whoa, time. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this is a reality you got to face. This is a virtual this reality. This is the real reality. Now I understand this depression that these guys are this talking about. This is the real about. reality. You're trying to escape through your VR, Jeff. I'm feeling dizzy and I feel a <laughs> sense of nausea. I don't understand what's going on, Anthony. Um, no, but we are we're talking about huge sci-fi stuff. If we're gonna pull it back to the right now, yeah. Um, I'm. I do wonder what's what is going on with this stuff. I certainly feel more depressed if I spend all day inside just playing video games for 12 hours straight anyway. Yeah. I think we feel great when we're playing video games. Yeah. And then the next day we're like, fuck. You like come out of that stupor. Like you finally log off of World of Warcraft and you go, oh God, what time is it? It's like, it's like uh, two o'clock, right? No, no. Yeah, it's two o'clock. It's 2 a.m. It's 2 o'clock. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You thought it was 2 p.m. Three days later. Yeah. (laughs) So I've definitely, you feel a weird lethargy and and a strange sense of, uh, you know, uh, and if you're not if you're not somebody who plays video games, you've probably felt this like if you've ever stayed home and done like a movie marathon or like I'm gonna watch all 20 episodes of this thing today yeah, yeah. before I leave the house, and then you're like, right. oh, why did I do that? Yeah. Um. So I think there's sort of some of that feeling mixed with this stuff that's fooling your actual physical senses hmm. in an interesting way. Yeah, and the, it kind of combines like, to be like just icky feeling. But I feel like you're just painting one side that's such a negative thing because there's a lot of people that are listening to this that have probably never tried VR, mm-hmm. and they hear these things and they just go, "Oh, that just sounds awful." Oh, I have never. I I do want to say this. We, you're right. We should clarify. It was uh, it it is the worst, and it <laughs> happens all the time. No, we should clarify that um, it was only the first day right. that I really felt that. Yeah, as I played more, as I as as I played both more and less, right? Like my first yeah. day was a marathon session, but my body also wasn't used to it. Right. And then I started playing less, but I think my 
my body is getting more used to the like, hey, this is where we go in and we're being fooled and we don't need to worry so much about balance and things like that. Yeah, I scoffed at the notion that people talk about VR legs. I was like, there's no such thing as VR legs. But I'm kind of coming around on that because it's been a long, long time since I've felt nauseated by mm-hmm. anything. And I don't think that's just- In VR. Right, I'm nauseated In constantly by stories you tell me about I the am, future. I am 100% nauseated all the time, <laughs> except for when I'm in VR, precious sweet VR. <laughs> the only time I'm not nauseated <laughs> by the news. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't think it's just technology improving, although that's part of it, mm-hmm. is that you know best practices and just designers understanding VR a little bit better at each and every iteration. Well, it's your first time being on a boat versus your eighth time being on a boat, right? Right. right. And the, this boat can fly and it's got lasers. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like that like, Hulk Hogan TV show. Yeah. Thunder in Paradise. Give me that boat. Um, I don't think it flew. Well, but it talked. It talked? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The boat. Oh, was it like it was, it was like, like a sexy lady voice boat? Yeah. Yeah. Let's solve some crimes. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I think it's sort of like that, or it's sort of like um, I can read in the car because I was, I, read in the car all the time when I was a kid. Yeah, I still can't read in the car. And so I just, I don't get nauseous when I read in the car. I don't right. get car sick. Right. Um, and I think it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, I'm just working. I Over the years, I have developed a uh, immunity to Iocane powder. Right. You know? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, I, I think you can, um, I think you can kind of get rid of the physical aspects of this. And I wonder if, by getting rid of the physical aspects, you eventually get rid of these emotional ones. I, yeah. I wonder if it's like, like when I have a chest cold, I also feel like it. I'm going to cry a little bit because mm-hmm. yeah. it feels the same as like a panic attack or right. sadness when right. you have a chest cold. And so your body is sort of fooled by these physical cues into going, oh, yeah, oh, maybe we are sad. Maybe that's what's going on here for some people. Well, don't you think that even if we don't get to the point where it's completely uh, photo real. And mm-hmm. I mean, even when you can still know that you're in virtual reality, don't you think we will still get to the point where it will just be preferable to be in VR than it will be to be in the real world. This stuff will just be nicer and feel better and be more fun. Oh man, it's tricky. Uh, there are some, there are some glimpses into that right now. Certain things that I've tried where I'm just like, Oh, this is a cool environment. Like yeah. I could hang in this or this is like, this is cooler than like going to the bar right now for sure. Well, it's no you different know? <laughs> than people preferring to just watch TV all the day, all day long or play video games now. Like it's just preferable to be in that reality mm-hmm. than it is to be dealing with the things in your in your day-to-day life. I certainly feel like there's this partial argument of um everybody's like, "Uh, remember the days before we before we had our phones and we weren't all reading on our phones all the time and people yeah. actually talked to each other." And then somebody like holds up that old picture of everybody on the subway reading a newspaper, not right. talking to each other. There's certain, there's just this general fear of like technology is going to make us antisocial and everything's changing and it's gross. Right. Um, especially with VR because you're literally putting yourself in a helmet and flipping the bird to the actual world yeah. and saying, I can't hear or see anything right now that I don't want to. Right. So there's that. There is that. I mean, um, that, that is not something to be discounted. I totally understand and agree that that is. There are concerns there. There are genuine, like, where, what does humanity do when it's just better to be in a beautiful pastoral world of our own creation than it is to be in the real grimy, gross world of of life? It'll be interesting to see. Right now, 
there are people like there are people that spend all day online with their guild in whatever game they play. Right. Right. And we know like we know a lot of those people and those people are fine. It's like how they choose to spend their free time. Yeah. It's cool. It's whatever. Uh, They are certainly not a large. Well, they're an ever larger chunk of the population, but it's not like the majority of the population. Right. And I think the question that you're asking is when these worlds feel real and look real or feel and look good enough. Good enough. Right. Will there be a tipping point when the majority of the population wants to spend all their free time in VR? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. I think there's it's a possibility. I um I still reiterate my my current opinion, which is like don't buy VR right now unless you like unless you're just like, I know that all I want to do is be in a VR forever. Like it's so good though. And it doesn't good. have to be the- It's good to go to a friend's house and play with too. <laughs> Yeah, Wait, but it, it doesn't have to be the thing you turn on every single day to still yeah. be a worthwhile purchase. No, but I think and I like, understand it's super expensive, but yeah, if you're looking for something that is, I don't think it feels or looks as cool or works as well or is as easy as everybody wants it to be. True, we have we're nowhere near that tipping point yet. But and we're I also think, way beyond the tipping point of it not being worthwhile. Like there are there are there were, you know the lawnmower man days. There mm-hmm. were stupid virtual boy type things sure. that were. Legit, not worthwhile. And this are, is worthwhile. Sure. Now. And there are ment- there are physical experiments and mental e- experiments uh, in terms of therapy and therapeutic things, in terms of human empathy, right. social things. Like people are using VR in therapies and medicine. Like it is definitely a cool technology, a worthwhile technology. I'm not down on it. Right. I'm just saying, like, I think that tipping point of what it's going to take for everybody to want to put a helmet on is so far away that like these discussions are so theoretical. But you can wake up in a pool of your own jism and saliva. I mean, if you've ever want to alley-oop to yourself and then hug yourself and call yourself a good boy, oh a good God. basketball boy Finally. who plays the best basketball, yes. no matter what anybody said, no matter how many times you got picked last in middle school. Now you can. Now you can. Now you can say that to yourself oh, I, I, for a mere $800. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bargain <laughs> to wipe away all those traumas. Uh, what do you guys think this is all about? Do you think it's uh, sort of the modern equivalent of a seasickness? Do you think maybe there is something psychological and emotional that needs to be kind of looked into a little bit more here? And are you on the VR train yet? Are you ready to relinquish the real world and jump wholeheartedly? Which pill are you taking? This is one of those rare episodes where I come off more human than you. <laughs> We've done about 400 episodes, and I think this is number three. Uh, let us know your feelings on VR. We're on Twitter. I'm at A Carboni. I'm at Jeff Kanata. And you can hashtag that alley oop. Yeah. And uh, hey, guys, you like the show? Oh, I love the show. I would not give up this reality. I think you just have a virtual reality simulation where you just tell yourself that you host a good podcast all the time because you answer this question every time and you know I'm not asking you. 300 Anthony's constantly asking me if, if I like the show. And then you say yes and all the Anthony's go, thank goodness, we were worried. <laughs> we're glad you're happy, Jeff. It's like in the tw- And then they alley-oop you a basketball. <laughs> uh, but if you guys are enjoying the show, a great way to let us know is to head to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music Podcast Deluxe, mm, yes. Extreme, wherever you go. Give us a good review, whether that's a five-star review, whether that's a, I don't know, five meow meow beans. What are all these different things used? It's definitely meow meow. It's definitely meow meow beans. Uh, but one thing you don't want to do 
is write a review. Nobody likes writing the, or reading. Yeah. Fuck that. We, we live in the virtual world now. Pew, yeah. pew, pew, my hands are lasers. Uh, so instead of writing a review, you can just uh, tell us what thing virtual reality has not yet given you. That is what you truly want from me. 